Hello, wrestling fans, and thank you for joining us once again as we are reliving the extreme. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my brother Aaron. Hello. And ECW Zone Chad Austin. Hey, happy um, belated Martin Luther King birthday day. Yeah. <laughs> An inauguration and all kind of stuff going on this week. But we are flashing back to 1993. On this week's edition of Reliving the Extreme, where we are taking a look week over week, as you know, at the history of ECW from beginning till it dies. And this well, week's well, episode... Well, Nate, oh, go ahead, Chad. You, do, you, yeah. do you tell the listeners that you were going to skip over a couple of weeks of shows because they I, were redundant? Did you tell I was anybody just, that I, wants to follow along on the webpage or anything? Uh, no, I didn't give them a heads up on the webpage. I suffered through them, so you guys didn't have to. But, yeah, folks, we skipped a couple of weeks. Um, actually, I probably will tell them since this won't be airing till Saturday. But we skipped a couple of weeks. And um, the reason being, the show from August 3rd and August 10th of 93 were both literally every match on the show were matches we've seen before. And other than that, it was just hyping up the next TV taping, which we are going to be um, starting to see stuff from. And some of the stars, they hype some of the stars that are going to be at the taping that haven't been before, like Sensational Sherry, S- Stars from the Wing promotion, et cetera, et cetera. But, and then they also ran down as they were adding matches to the Ultra Clash event. But no matches or segments or, or promos or anything of any significance that we have not already seen. And since we've already had to watch it once, we don't so, want to have so to watch it again. Basically what you're saying is where we have been like, um, good guy, what's the word? Uh, I would say etching towards, like you know, skidding towards. Yes. It's all recap shows mm-hmm. until <laughs> they have a show where they could give you know new content, right? Exactly. Yep, exactly. Like they showed the JT Smith Dark Patriot match with JT off the thing. They showed some of the crappy tag team matches that didn't need to be there, et cetera, et cetera. But so now basically, so basically you're selling the assholes if they want to know what happened on the last two months. episodes we the last two episodes we skipped, just go back and listen to the beginning of the podcast and catch up. That's right. <laughs> Because now we are catching up, and uh, we are we are as as I watch this show, you see, I saw, I saw. I don't want to call them drastic changes, but most definitely changes um, between from this the last taping to this taping. Um, cool. I'd be interested to hear these because I I I'm not sure that I saw them changes. I just I felt the show to me. How do I want to put it? The show to me did not seem as plotting as yeah, I like, watched it. As I watched it, I didn't feel like Jesus Christ is this going to be over soon. Like I just, it, I, it, and I also didn't have as much comedy. I didn't have as much to laugh at in this show. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still waiting to figure out like what exactly your definition of this is, which which <laughs> is curious to me. No, this is not an insult or anything. Oh, I know, I know. Um, I mean, like I I didn't see anything. I knew they were. They were starting to run new, newer footage, mm-hmm. but they still had to do with the stock stuff from the studio with Eddie, you know, and all that stuff. So I, I, I'm anxious to hear like what you thought was actually kind of so good. Uh, I mean, <laughs> about it because there was a lot of good. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. Aaron. I just thought the show clipped along better. Like it didn't feel plotting. Like Nate said, it just it felt like we're gonna. 
it, like it, it just it it hit a lot more quicker than what the other shows did. Well, don't they don't they call that pretty much like when you have a sixty minute show, it's an easy watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and we, and we haven't said that a whole entire lot. No. ECW. <laughs> um, I mean, once. Not yeah. not even since we started doing the podcast. This is not once. And it's not that I haven't had fun watching it. It's, it's, it's it, okay. It hasn't been necessarily fun watching it. It's been fun talking to you guys about it. And, you know, the, the, the silliness and the, the, the wackiness and all that. And so we start off this week's show. It's August 17th, 1993, with the brackets for the Tag Team Championship Tournament, which here's my first shining light. That goddamn Super Destroyer's... Suicide Blondes feud is finally over. There you go. Yeah. There's a plus right there. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I couldn't believe they even came up with enough tag teams. For <laughs> I, I counted how many people it was, and I was like, "What the fuck? They don't even have that many people working there." <laughs> what, what was it like? Um, six, sixteen. So, I think so it's, I think it's eight, an eight team. I think it's an yeah. eight team tournament. One of the teams is Sandman and Sal Balomo, so that's fun. That's fucking fun. <laughs> that is a, that is a gem right there. Do you know? Do you realize how great? Imagine these two in the Olive Garden. Do you realize how great of a tag team that would have been if it would have came along later? <laughs> like after, uh, you know, I I don't know, I don't know why Sal left. I don't know. why. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Sal would have stuck around and Sandman would have had Sal Balomo as like his woman, go get me, go get me another beer, Sal. Yeah. <laughs> but it's for the kids. <laughs> oh my God. That would be the best thing ever. Aaron, I know you're the you you have the little more sometimes a little more detailed notes than I do on these shows. Did you you didn't write down the brackets, did you? Because I didn't. Oh no, I didn't. Um, okay. I just I not that it I matters. just know that that um, Jay Sully was in the um, the stock room of a Radio Shack when he was <laughs> open running like down his own vacation <laughs> like running down the the tournament, and I didn't think that Sully could be worse, but he's worse in the back room of the radio shack than he is <laughs> in front of the ring in front of a live crowd. Like he's worse. Yeah. He's Sully, more awkward. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Aaron, you're right. And he, I mean, he, tell me if I'm he, wrong, he, but he, him sitting there with his feet up on the chair, yeah, weird. You know? He looked like uh, he looked like he'd been at uh, just been at uh, the the casual mail store from the Mallrats movie. Yeah, it, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's who are you? <laughs> who are you that you're allowed? You're not even Brickhouse Brown, <laughs> for Christ's sake! You know you can't just put your feet up on the chair and host the fucking show. You know. <laughs> Uh, Sully starts off the show again right, running down the tag brackets then he gives us the matches that are announced so far for Ultra Clash which are and this is going to change I'm pretty sure if my memory serves me 
Abdullah the Butcher and Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Gilbert against Stan Hansen and Terry Funk. I think Eddie winds up getting replaced by Kevin Sullivan. I have not looked ahead to see, but if I remember correctly, I believe that winds up happening. The Dark Patriot against J.T. Smith. Yeah, scaffold uh, and a scaffold match. The Battle of the Sexes Battle Royal, which will have two, two ends of the wrestling spectrum in it. It's going to have Hunter Q. Robbins and Sensational <laughs> Sherry in it. So there you go. Two ends of the wrestling spectrum there. Tony Stetson versus Tommy <laughs> Cairo. Shane Douglas against the Sandman. The Headhunters against Miguelito Perez. Cairo and, and Sandman. That feud, they couldn't end it if they wanted to. Like <laughs> they, they could actually shake hands at a public library parking lot and walk away <laughs> and go home and not have any grudges. But somehow somebody go, isn't the Sandman still mad at Tommy Cairo? <laughs> like it, it goes on. It's like Morocco and like fucking Santana or something. Yeah. And, and, and Nate, let me ask this. You watched the, you watched the recap shows. Did they mm-hmm. mention Shane on the recap shows? They did. They mentioned he was uh, that the fabulous, I think it's fabulous, Shane Douglas was going to be at the TV taping. And they also mentioned that he was the latest member of the Dangerous Alliance, but they did not do, show any segments with him joining the Dangerous See, Alliance. That, that, that was one of my notes is where the fuck did Shane Douglas pop up at? Like, it yeah, was I just, think oh, he, all of a sudden he's in the Dangerous Alliance. It's like, what the fuck? We haven't even seen him. That was weird. <laughs> So what, no, you, I mean, you, what, what do you mean? What? Where? Where did Shane Douglas pop up? Where? He's well. well he is. He's, he's like he wasn't on any of the shows, and then just all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, Shane Douglas is going to wrestle what Sandman?" Yeah, he's wrestling Sandman at Ultra Clash, and they mentioned that he's the latest, the newest member of the Dangerous Alliance, but they've shown no segments yet or anything with him joining said Dangerous Alliance. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest. I don't have anything in my notes at all about Shane Douglas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't even see him on here. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, maybe it was because it, it was that quick. Right. You know? Yeah, and I think I think that might be what it is. He signed to start at this taping, so they had no footage of him before this taping, I guess, would be the, the only thing I could think of. Um, and then... Oh, anything else on that, guys? I well, really have anything to talk about. <laughs> I mean, are we, are, we anywhere, are we anywhere near where Eddie Gilbert was um, in the studio where he was talking about it, where he was wearing his guest jeans? The, this is then, the, yeah, that's the next segment. And yeah, then, he walk, then, then he walks outside, you see a lease. Sign. Yeah, that I have. I have him. I have in my. I have in my notes. Oh God, ECW's already up for lease. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, are, are we are we getting near that? So that's where Shane Douglas was. Like right before that. Like wow, that that, that sounds like something Shane Douglas should be looking forward to. I'm into this company that's already up for lease. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're there. And Eddie Gilbert, talking about that segment, Eddie Gilbert, he shows up and he's bitching because they started the show without him. And Jay Sully's mad because Eddie's there. And Eddie sits down and he goes, I'm going to apologize to you, Jay Sully, because last week, and, I, and I'm going to apologize to your wife because last week I said there was a cup, there was a scuzz bag waiting outside the arena for you. And Jay Sully looks at him and goes, thank you, Eddie Gilbert. 
Like, who has yeah. ever like had like like taken somebody's apology and used their entire name? Like, he looks right at him, and he's like, "I'm sorry that they said that I said there was a scuzz bug, a scuzz bag out there waiting for you." And he goes, "Thank you, Eddie Gilbert." Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I, I I have a million of them fucking things, like like not not the same examples that you presented, but just where why are you saying this? Like, there, there's, there's no new, there's no reason for you to be presenting me with all this information. Like in 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 WCW when Bret Hart was the only guy that called Goldberg Bill Goldberg. <laughs> so then, so then Eddie says. There wasn't a scuzz bag out there waiting for you. There were three scuzz bags. <laughs> Actually, well, I mean, this. I mean, the nineteen ninety three me would have popped for that. <laughs> Holy mackerel! I mean, I would have been, I don't know, fucking twenty three. Yo, yeah. Where did where did tell him, Eddie? <laughs> Way to um, give it to that sully, yeah, that son you know, of a bitch. You told him. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> and then Eddie proceeds to make a bet with Jay Sully that he can go out and walk out onto the street and find the first person oh. he sees would be the better host than Jay. This Sully. is what I knew. With pop, this is I, what I knew. I, with pop Chad. I, told I knew Chad, Chad would be cha- chopping at the bit for this. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen, but you know what I thought in my mind? I was like, Jesus Christ, I hope Eddie doesn't walk outside and find Stevie Wonderful panhandling. <laughs> uh, could you imagine if you would have found Stevie Wonderful <laughs> just other, like, like, walking down the sidewalk? <laughs> and what tur- tur- turns out that big trench coat he's been wearing all this time has watches in it. <laughs> He would have had like a plastic bag with like a half a quart of milk in it, you know, <laughs> you know and um, a couple of tasting cakes. He would have just walking down the street, and Eddie Gilbert would have just come on. But we but, got as we were getting ready to talk about. It was not Stevie Wonderful. No, it wasn't. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, let's let Chad talk about it. This is his guy. Who's he find, no, Chad? I, I can't. I, I'm not going to introduce this. This is way beyond me. <laughs> hey, this is this is your guy's show. You introduce Mr. Gillum. Well, he <laughs> finds Mr. John Gillum out on the street, walking down the street in his windbreaker and his hat, and just uh, he's drinking something. It's probably booze, and he. He brings him inside, <laughs> and it's the only time Jay Sully ever popped me because he brings the guy inside, and Jay Sully goes, "Oh Christ, you actually found somebody!" Like that actually <laughs> made me laugh. <laughs> like Sully's sitting there, like Jesus, he actually found somebody. <laughs> didn't it, Didn't it seem like Eddie had to leave his mom's basement to go out to find him because he can't walk out that door. And yeah. it's like, that's like a basement door. <laughs> you know? It's like you're at home and your mom's got, you, you had enough money to buy some production equipment that you can make TV at. And you're walking out and you walk outside and you find John Killam. <laughs> like, I, just what are the chances of that? 
I, I and, love John Gillum. Every John Gillum story I have, um, every one of them are, is is the best. And Eddie was the best for putting John Gillum in into those stories because he knew John didn't care. <laughs> he wasn't going to be offended. So he, he makes Gillum attempt to read the card of the show. And I want to tell you guys, I want to tell you guys real quick. My wife, Aaron knows my wife is not a gigantic. She, she you know, she watches she, wrestling's on. That's, that's the way it is for her. I watch a lot of wrestling wrestling's on. So I'm watching this show and she's sitting there on the couch and when Gillum, when Gillum starts talking, my wife looks at the TV. She looks up for her phone. She looks at the TV and she goes, what's this guy's fucking story? John Gillum. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. A little real, a little non-wrestling fan reaction to that. Have you, have you ever seen the John Gillum continental angle? I have not. You have told me about it, and I but I have never actually seen it myself. That, that's that's one of the greatest. Like, um, it's it's almost magical how they stole money from a whole entire town, <laughs> you know, for a match that wasn't going to happen with a guy that shouldn't have been in it to begin with. Like, <laughs> it's it's amazing that they they sold out the fucking I, I don't know what it was it was in Birmingham or whatever they sold the place out for John Gillum against Austin Idol oh, no against um I don't remember who it was but Austin Idol was the guy that gave him his outfit to wear in in the match and it sold out without even them knowing who the people were in the main event. <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was uh, so and so's Mister R. You know, or mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, John Gillum, unbelievable! My, my one of my one of my favorite angles, and I'm so glad that Eddie Gilbert um used him. You know, whenever he needed to like get some place started, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's always a great start. You start somewhere simple, you know, right. Start with a simple thing and then build to that. And I, I've recently, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry for going off the rails. No, no. But um, I, I've been listening to like a lot of things about what would have happened if stuff didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, God damn, there's a lot of things that would be different now. What if Taker would have never met Brody? Right. Fuck. You know. <laughs> And, and yeah, there's just a lot of things that that I'm watching now, and I'm looking at everything in a different light. Like, wow! But just I'm that, sorry for taking everything off. No, that, just that progression. I think that sometimes when we're watching this show, these these shows, you know, what ha- what would have happened if Eddie had not departed ECW? You know, how different would things have been? Would it have succeeded like it did? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, that's definitely always in the back of your mind. Um, anything else on this segment? And this no. was the uh, the Gillum segment. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it, the Gillum seg. Yeah, I mean John Gillum, dude. I, I'm telling you, you have to watch the fucking the the Continental John Gillum segment. That that's one of the best things you, you're ever gonna see when when he brings him out and he's like, "What's your name?" And he's like, "I'm John Gillum," <laughs> and, and he's like, "Your name is John Gillum." 
Yeah, it's it's uh it's one of my favorite angles ever because um if you do your homework and this is like um like you know I'm not gonna knock any of you two, Nate or Aaron, because I, I'm sure you guys are very smart guys, but watch what that angle did as far as business and look at how much it cost. Right, well, yeah, for sure, it cost nothing. <laughs> Eddie was already getting salary, you know, salary, and he knew how to book a friend of his, John Gillum. <laughs> and it was awesome. And the people went banana. <laughs> they went banana when John Gillum came out uh, for the spot. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I dare you and challenge you to go back and watch that angle. The... We have a Koloff promo next for from Ivan and, and our friend Vlad. These Koloffs about, never die, do they? To, <laughs> talking about their match coming up with the Headhunters. These two big fat guys from Puerto Rico, or actually they're they're representing Wing, the Japanese promotion here. Um, and they are joined by, as I will call him, El Hijo de Gorilla Monsoon, Mr. Uh, Mr. Victor Quinones. Uh, good, Aaron. Well, I, the match starts off with the headhunters. They attack, and it's it's just the Koloss and the headhunters just stumbling around and brawling with each other. <laughs> and these, these two guys couldn't be any more fucking useless in the ring. That's other than the fact that at some point they go go to the top rope, miss a fucking moonsault. <laughs> That other than that, they couldn't be any more fucking useless. They, 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 they were terrible. Watch their um, uh, their forearms. Mm-hmm. Like they run out of gas. I don't know, thirty seconds, forty seconds into anything that happens. It was, it was borderline. Like if it, if it wasn't so much going on, it'd be like, oh, this is brutal. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like. If Vladimir is one of the generals in the ring, you know. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! If you're looking at Vladimir for fucking information <laughs> of where the match is going, like, like let's, let's pick this yeah. up a little bit. <laughs> some guy, some psychology. You're watching, you're, yeah, you're watching this going. Vlad ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to these, I, 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 did, I, I wrote the headhunters. They were just fucking slobs. Like they were just slobs, and and I never got a chance to get a picture with them. Like at the hotel where I got a picture with Victor and and, and Miguel, I never got a picture with them, but I did get to talk to them. And I'm just like, you guys are fucking slops. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you if yeah. you would just lose 240, 50, 60 pounds, <laughs> you guys might have a, a future in the United States, you know? But instead, no, they, instead, we're treated to the waddling duo of these guys. You know, I, let me see, the 96 Royal Rumble... I'm just thinking of how old I would have been. I was probably 15 or 16 when the 1996 Royal Rumble happened. And these two doofuses were in the 96 Royal Rumble. If you remember, they were they called them the squat team. And I remember even that when the WWF had these guys in the Royal Rumble in 96, me at 16 years old watching them going, man, these guys are bad, really bad. Not, <laughs> I mean, there was nothing good about them other than the fact that they were just two big fat guys that looked alike. 
Mm-hmm. Like that—that that was their mis- their their mystique. <laughs> there were two big fat guys that weighed four hundred and thirty pounds that looked a lot. Other than that, they didn't have nothing, and they could do moonsaults. <laughs> but you had to the... get them. You had to get them to the to the spot, you know. The, the Black Maguire twins. They were the Puerto Rican Maguire twins. They were the Puerto Rican Maguire twins. Oh yeah, yeah. See, see, I, I don't, I don't even know what what nationality they were. I think they were Puerto Rican or Dominican. They, yeah, like they, they probably would have had to have been correct. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. because if they were with Victor. And Victor, and they didn't speak English, and I don't even know what they spoke because they didn't say anything. They just looked at Victor like, well, you ain't. <laughs> All right. Well, Tweedly D and Tweedly Dum have their match with uh, with the Koloffs here, and it it ends in a double disqualification, and then quote a uh, fucking stupid <laughs> ass coin toss. Question mark. I have question mark coin toss. <laughs> Fucking stupid! A all the great toss. think of all the great battles in wrestling history uh, settled by a coin toss. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Puerto Rican Maguire twins were like, I hope it's a chocolate coin. <laughs> That's how the Super Bowl is going to end up this year. <laughs> and the Colossus win the coin toss. Yay! Yeah, in advance in the ECW, yeah. the crowd goes mild. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. The crowd didn't even go mild. <laughs> they they didn't do nothing. There was absolutely nothing because nobody knew what was going on. Just it just ended. Yeah, the the um yeah that was pretty bad. <laughs> that that was pretty bad. The, and although I do give Ivan a little bit of respect because I did I did see him like standing up for himself out on the floor. When they mm-hmm. were brawling on the on the floor, yeah, he cracked one of them fuckers with the chair pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like like he was slugging it out on the floor. Like he, he, you know, he was like, "Motherfucker, you ain't going to just take you know take me for advantage." Yeah. <laughs> fucking Della Reese looking bitch. You ain't gonna. <laughs> well, up next we get Todd Gordon in the ring. Conducting an interview with the ECW champion Don Morocco, who says, and I quote, he's talking about people that are walking around the ECW locker room that could be potential challengers of his. And he says, and at this taping, I've been walking around and there's a lot of slanty eyed guys back there, apparently alluding to the Japanese fellows that have joined. His exact words are, there's a bunch of slant eyed, black haired people back there, and they can't (laughs) take me on, brother. Todd Gordon's well, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> it 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 made it through standards and practices. <laughs> um, it made it through it, Stevie it Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, if, uh, are you trying to blame somebody? <laughs> because somebody saw it and somebody says it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Compared to that last match, it's not as offensive. Well, if we find out that next week Morocco is going to defend his title against Tito Santana, and as one of the world's biggest Tito Santana marks, I like this. I don't care if Tito's past his prime; doesn't matter to me. I'm a big Tito mark. I don't even know. I don't even know when Tito's prime happened. 
I I mean, have you seen him like recently? Mm, probably. I haven't seen him do anything in at least a decade. But, <laughs> okay, I mean, okay. well, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, maybe I take that back because I'm because I'm thinking like every time I see pictures of Tito, I'm like, this guy doesn't age. Right? Yeah, he's like Dick Clark. <laughs> like, wow, well, I mean, well, Dick Clark's Clark dead. Well, yeah, so. I mean, when he was alive, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but Tito, um, Tito doesn't age in the in the sense that, like, he's not going bald. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if he colors his hair, but his hair is natural looking, you know. And he's got that little still like you don't have like wrinkles or anything, right? So yeah. he really looks exceptional for how old he is and how old is he going to be? He's got to be what? He's Gotta be at least 60? in the 60s. Yeah. 63? 62? Mm-hmm. Something similar? Yeah. And he looked great. And when I saw that promo, I, I just jumped out of my seat and was like, oh my God. Like we're, <laughs> like we're almost going back to the Carini College days. They're bringing in <laughs> fucking Tito Santana. Maybe that's where they found him because I heard he was a teacher. Pretty <laughs> college, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, Tito." Oh, okay, Todd. I'll give you a shot. Go work yeah, a shot. Summer you. break, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've never heard a bad thing about about Tito. Yeah, that, that, but that now, was a good deal. And I'm not even sure he was even there. <laughs> not, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that might have been recorded somewhere else. Well, maybe not because he is. If he's if he's booked or if he's advertised to wrestle Morocco next week. I assume that was at the same taping. I don't know. We'll yeah, find out. Yeah, but it was still that fucking backdrop that the average, yeah. the, all the co-ops. The New York knockout. <laughs> yeah, the New I York mean, knockout backdrop. I, I think he did, like, guys that had died five or six years prior. <laughs> like, they did the same because, you know, promos. Like, like Paul must have had a big thing of stock footage that was in front of that backdrop. <laughs> Where you know, where he's just—I had everyone. <laughs> I got everybody a promo from everybody. Race, you know? I got a promo from everybody, and I paid none of. Them. Yeah, I think I saw Mad Dog Vashon do one. <laughs> uh, I He wanted to charge me an arm and a foot. But I paid him nothing. <laughs> an arm and a fake leg. <laughs> <laughs> Don Morocco and the Metal Maniac oh, is the match that we get next. And I know Chad, you said you had some uh, some thoughts about this this encounter. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment on this. <laughs> I, I I really do like Jeff, <laughs> and I like Jeff a lot. He he is a good friend of mine, but Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um, Th- them forearms, they wouldn't. They wouldn't crack an egg. <laughs> they wouldn't break wind. <laughs> I mean, they they were the worst things that I ever seen. And and the worst is, you know, the, the gimmick is, or everybody thinks wrestling's fake. When they throw a punch, they always stomp their feet mm-hmm. because they think that's how you do it. You throw a punch on your feet. His foot stomp was worse than the fucking was was louder than that the hit. <laughs> like it wouldn't be like he would throw the forearm; it would be the foot stomp. And it's like that's terrible. It's terrible. And um, that match was just just unbelievable. Um, Morocco 
Morocco uh, Metal Maniac is a is um a good friend of Snookers, mm-hmm. or was a good friend of Snookers. So normally they were a package deal. So when you book Snooker, you book Metal Maniac as well. And Morocco, you know, being associated with Snooker, he probably picked him to be the guy. But God damn, it didn't do Morocco. <laughs> well, first of all, Morocco was wrestling a guy who didn't know how to fucking do anything. So, you know, uh, I would say, imagine if I could have worked Morocco. Because I would have bumped like a, like a, you know, a ping pong ball around mm-hmm. for him. I would have jumped all over the place. The metal maniac, which is the guy who was there to get punched in, you know, in the head one time and fall down for five minutes until the guy picks you up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, come on, like a sack, sack of potatoes. He was a sack of potatoes. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I almost wish I could have been that guy. That was the that was the guy that the metal maniac was that night. With their build, it looked like. They they both had like the same build. It looked like Don Morocco was beating up his son. It's <laughs> a punk rocker son. It was fucking trash. His son Ron. Yeah. Ron Morocco. I don't know about all that, but yeah, this, this, this fucking thing sucked. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Now, moving on, they have a match that they break into the middle of it, but we'll get into that. We have another tag team tournament match. It's the match that fucking uh, Hunter Q. Robinson is going to put together this dream tag team that's going to take over the world. Tony Stetson and Sir Richard Michaels versus Wild Man Sal and the Surfing Bird Sandman. This is fucking garbage, too. Jesus Christ. I thought you said you liked this show, Aaron. (laughs) Right. I'm reading my notes and my notes are telling changing me I your, are you changing your own mind? Yeah. Oh, is, is this that the uh, the Michaels hot body Stetson Sal Bologna thing? Yes, Michaels hot and Stetson. Around. So oh, well, I'm, th- I'm I thinking mean, by... I, I, I just wrote, this is not happening. And I'm very- <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, wish it didn't, but it yeah. did. No, it didn't happen on my TV. <laughs> because I don't know what they did, but I fast I fast forwarded until we got the fucking Abdullah. Well, see, they broke into the middle of this match. Yeah, that, yeah how how yes. ironic is that? How, this thing, how much this does thing, that tell you this that, thing that was match so, was good? This thing was so bad that they said, hey, in the middle of this, Let's have an Abdullah the Butcher highlight package. <laughs> well, don't forget, was, um, and don't forget, we've watched entire Suicide Blonde and Super Destroyers matches, and they decided to break into this fucking thing. <laughs> that that was cool because I, I laughed because I was just going, "There's no chance that Nate and Aaron are going to expect me to watch this tag team match." Like, <laughs> it's a hundred percent chance that it's not going to happen. And um, and then when they cut into it, I was like, "Oh shit, Abdul the Butcher!" And I knew where they got the footage from, and everything. Thank you, love. And um, and I knew where they got the footage from and everything. And I was like, "Well, that's cool." But I mean, 
I, I was like, so they edited the match that bad? Like they cut out, I don't know. What what do you what would you say? Oh, I bet that five, was five, six, well, seven minutes. Yeah, because I was gonna say, you know how they are with these tag matches. You know that match was at least twelve to fourteen minutes long. And we probably only saw about, I don't know what, six minutes of it. So yeah, they cut at least half right. or more than half of the match out. Like they, they, the they, came, they, they came back with Sandman and a rear chin lock. And <laughs> I'm just like, that's the best you could do. One of the only notes I have rear is, chin lock. One of the only notes I have is right before they cut out and said, Oh, this special advertisement, we're gonna go to the Abdul the Butcher. Is Jay Sully's commentating? He's like, Oh, a big forearm. And a big body slam, and a and a and and Paulie goes. Sully does everything you have to commentate have to be something. Oh, it's an adjective. An adjective. And an yeah. adjective like a big forearm and a giant <laughs> body slam. Why don't you just shut up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sully's out. <laughs> like I don't, I, I don't think Paulie was doing that guy. I think Paulie was fucking tired I, of it. I, I wonder if Paulie was really just getting tired of Sully. He, well, yeah. he called. He called. He called. He called him out. Telling him, you're you're done. He called him out. He called him out during the Volkoffs match too, because uh, one of the the the, 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 the headhunters gave, I think, Ivan a belly to belly, and Sully said belly to back suplex, and Paulie's like, okay, so if you see one belly touching another belly, and then there's a suplex, how is that a belly to back suplex, Sully? <laughs> I heard that so, yeah, too. He's totally and, shitting on Sully. In this <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, wh- I mean, what do you think? Because I don't know, but you know, is Paulie just kind of like just don't doesn't matter? You know, you're basically yeah. done. <laughs> it was kind of funny seeing Paulie. It, it was kind of it's kind of fun seeing Sully slowly get fired on TV. It's fun. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, I don't think he gets like really fired. Fired. I think he's just gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> he turned on ECW and he's not there. Has to la bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> I think you get Maddie in the house. <laughs> Good God. And following up um, this tag match, uh, who went over? Sal and Sandman? I don't have yeah. it written down. Okay. Sal and Sandman won. <clears throat> Uh, no, I, I was still, I was still talking, still um, enamored with the Abdullah the Butcher video, <laughs> which you you told us earlier you have the the DVD that that footage was taken from. I have I, two, I have two of them. Yeah, I knew that, that it, I knew that it was something. I knew that it, I didn't know that it was necessarily a DVD, but I knew they had got some Puerto Rican footage. Obviously, you could tell it was Puerto Rican footage, footage especially with the Chicky Star show Star. there on the. <laughs> Dude, you want to you want to see something hilarious? Is go back and look at it, and look at the spot where he gets the fly, mm-hmm. where, he, where he catches the <laughs> yeah, fly. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's like the uh, it's like they got it out of a box with like the 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 toy poop, <laughs> you know the joke yeah. the joke poop. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and he's so satisfied with what he did. It's the, it's the worst. <laughs> He's so happy about it, though. This is this is good stuff, man. <laughs> good job, Larry. If, if, if only he would have <laughs> caught it with his chopsticks. 
<laughs> like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> now let me I want to ask you a serious question. Are you an Abdullah fan? Me? Yeah. I am not. I never have been. I never saw I don't I didn't see it. I mean, I don't know. I just never an Abby fan. I and I'm not even shitting on him. It's I just kinda, I'm, it's kinda it's kinda hard to tell. Like um depending on because he works so many territories mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and works so many places, it's kind of hard to tell whether I was a fan of when he was in one place or the next place or whatever. Right. Um, it's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I am, I, I, in a sense, if he was in for a long, uh, you know, a stretch. Mm-hmm. Like, I, was, I Go ahead, Aaron. If I could say something about like Abby, like I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say like I'm a Abdullah the Butcher Mark, but I'm a fan of the Abdullah the Butcher character, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't want to see Abdullah the Butcher for like two years, but you right. bring Abdullah the Butcher in somewhere for like four months, I'm going to be entertained by it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like I, 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 I don't want to see the guy around for a long time doing something for yeah. An extended period of time. Bring him in for four months. Let him feud with somebody and do some crazy shit. Give him a good fucking manager or a tag let, partner let, or something, and I and I'll enjoy it. And then get him the fuck out because and let your, if, let if, your if you see him longer, than, if you if you see him longer than that, then the shit's getting exposed. Yeah, you know? it, was, it, it goes it goes with the um the backland. Uh, MSG then you mm-hmm. give him three, and yeah. I'm not even sure Abdullah would need three. It would be it would and if I had the if I had the pencil, it would be Abdullah would win by disqualification twice, and then they would have um you know whatever the blow off is you know I don't know yeah Max right. a, you know and then Backlund win but it'd be some hokey you know. Mm-hmm. Thing. And, yeah, and then you don't right. see the guy for you don't you see do. the guy for a fucking year, and then all of a sudden he pops out of a fucking chimney or something. Oh, <laughs> Abdul here again! Like that would be fucking. Can you awesome. imagine if Abdul and a butcher was on WTBS like every Saturday night, <laughs> <laughs> already in the ring? <laughs> I, I don't want to see that, but but bring him around every year or so. I'm cool with that, and then four months, and then he's gone. Or four weeks, even. It's like, it, 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 that's my thing with Abby. It would be, I think he's it, an enjoyable it would be more like It would be more like three months. Yeah. Three months would be like where he would, he would shelf wipe himself out of him, you know, out of a job. Mm-hmm. But Abby's not stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? He knows, he knows that he's only there for a reason. And, he don't even have to do the job on the way out. Right. They could find some way to not make him look weak, you know, to bring him back, you know, in the future. But yeah. Yeah, his his character was like Abby built a character enough to where he could even like beat himself and it wouldn't even lose anything on, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he could wind up DQ'd but still lose, but he got himself DQ'd and then leave the territory and be perfectly fine. Of course. And go somewhere else and do the same exact thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next segment of the show, we have Todd Gordon in the ring, and out comes Stan Hansen, a womping and a stomping. Fucking awesome. And looking like Stan fucking Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I love I love the the visual of him in this environment too because he looks gigantic. <laughs> like he just looks so gigantic and menacing in this. And uh he comes out and talks about uh how he's gonna have the tag match at Ultra Clash teaming up with Terry Funk against Eddie Gilbert and um Abdullah the Butcher. He's about to uh to have a match with Jimmy Snooka for the TV title. Now we get a Snooka promo and he uses my favorite Jimmy Snooka line. He's going to TCB, brother. brother. Taking care of business. <laughs> and then the, these guys actually, oh, go ahead, Aaron. I was just saying in the interview, Snooka's wearing his do-rag and Polly's wearing like a, a weird hat. Like It wasn't <laughs> even like a regular ball cap. It looked weird. But yeah. And then these two proceed these two proceed to have a match that I actually liked. That's right, brother. Yeah, brother. Taking care of business, brother. That's TCB. Right. <laughs> Don't you forget. <laughs> I think Snooker was trying to copyright taking care of business at this point. Uh, like like I, I don't know who was like, doing Elvis has been dead for t- eleven years, brother. I can do this. <laughs> Somebody was doing me a favor during this because this is when my Wi Fi went one <laughs> Like I, you know, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be uh, Snooka and Hanson. Oh shit. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then my it started pixelating and, and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And it never caught up. And the ne- next thing I know, I see Stan Hanson like on the screen where he's throwing the um his chain around. So if I had to guess how the match was with Snooka, I would guess it wasn't good. By Meltzer standards, you know, or mm-hmm. you know, or them them standards. They had from a fan aspect, it was good, and they were actually clipping along pretty good. But um, they went into like the high spots and the match, and when they did it, Hanson hit the ropes, and I don't know if Stan was just off the step. Or if the actual rope oh, no. broke, oh, no. but Stan, Stan goes to hit the rope, and when he goes to hit the rope, it fucking buckles back and hits him in the head, and he winds up down, down for a second. And you can see he's just like, "What the fuck?" Because I didn't like, you see could that. Tell he thought, you could tell he thought something hit him from behind, and everything I've ever heard, the guy's fucking blind, so he doesn't fucking know. So yeah, all he I, I, like yeah, my, legit. my cable fucked up so bad that I didn't even see that. Like I just saw Stan Hansen in the ring. So I, I didn't know like how many minutes I even missed. But but it looked to me like when Stan went to when they went to go into the fucking meat and potatoes at the end of the match, Stan had that rope and that top rope broke on him to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wrong. No, no, that's what I that's what I have down to. I think Hanson broke the rope. <laughs> my, well, it, my... would, it wouldn't have been hard because Axel used to do it all the time in that ring anyway. Like if um if we were running a show and somebody was running late, whatever the name was, I don't know, mm-hmm. fucking pick a name. And Axel was like, "Do we need to stall for time?" And they'd be, "Yeah," and Axel would go, "Okay, I'll break the ring." <laughs> and he he would run and hit the corner because it would break the fucking U joint that's in the center of the ring that holds all four corner piece 
uh, um, posts mm-hmm. together. So he'd bring. So it would take a half an hour, you know. Yeah. To, yeah. Hey, to that's the, that's fucking slick, by the way. <laughs> that's a slick fucking. That's a slick maneuver. I like that. Dude. I'll just go break the ring. You need some time? I'll go break the a- ring. Axel is not a fucking dumb dumb. <laughs> I, I can call Axel a lot of things, but he was not a dumb dumb. The the here and um, I know Chad, you didn't see the match, Aaron. My thoughts on the match, just to see if you saw what I saw. The one other thing that I noted: not only did I enjoy the match, but, but I mean honestly, mainly probably because I enjoy Stan Hansen, but also because of who he was in the ring with. This was the first time in ECW that I've watched Jimmy Snooker work. You know, like you could tell that he he was you're you're giving me the eh. but I mean I just this is well, no, this I'm is the most that, effort this is the most effort I've seen from Snooker. Well, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you don't if you don't give Stan Hansen some effort, he's gonna get it out of you. Exactly, and that's what I was saying. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Aaron, you're right. I mean, do you want me to fucking tell you he's working Stan Hansen? Yeah. Um, do, do you think he's going to go in there and say, hey, we can just punch kick? TCB, yeah. brother. Let's be light like tonight, brother. Stan Hansen, ain't you heard about TCB, brother? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the worst part it was, was Snooker probably didn't even want to do it. Like, he probably wanted the, the TCB, brother. <laughs> but Stan Hansen was just like, no. This is, you know, this is not what I'm getting paid to do. And four times. I counted at least four times in this match where Jay Sully, our wonderful play-by-play guy, said that Stan Hansen was from Border, Texas. Not Borger. Border, <laughs> Texas. All right, Sully. <laughs> Time to pack your bags, buddy. Well, yeah. we, we ain't gotta worry about Sully much longer. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty I, sure that Sully's fucking knocking on fucking heaven's door. <laughs> and I think that Eddie, I think the match was always supposed to be a DQ, but I really do think that when Stan hit the ropes and it broke. If you look at it, it's uh, it's them like calling an audible, and then mm-hmm. Eddie getting involved is not what they oh, yeah. intended oh, the yeah. ending to be. Oh, yeah. And 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 it was just it was say what you want to say about Snooker or whatever, but it was three professionals out there knowing what the fuck they were doing, and and that's why it looked a little wonky at the end. But I I, I thought this was a good match. In my yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I believe you. I think I think you got you're on to something because. The worst case scenario was uh, we don't know what the exact finish was going to be because it was probably going to be a DQ finish anyway, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but to include the referee spot, you know, and all mm-hmm. the other stuff, it just made it that much more wonky. So, you know, it didn't matter who won. So, yeah, you're right. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. There was not going to be a guy who won or lost the match to begin with. Right. Yeah. The the um after the match, uh Stan Hansen gives Freddie Gilbert a spanking. <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, that happened. That's what it is. <laughs> they 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 try to do a Jimmy Hart type situation and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Now, I want to say before, before, well, I want to say before we wrap it up, I, I have some, some things that I want to say about the credits of this show. Oh, I have that. I, I, okay. I think Stevie Wonderful is finally gone. Oh, Stevie Wonderful's gone. He's not in the credits anymore. There's the new sound guy. And his name is John Doe. I believe it was. <laughs> Where do you think D- that is? D O U G H. Where do you think um, that is? I don't know who the music guy was after Stevie Wonderful. I think it was just, you know, Polly plagiarizing music after that, wasn't it? <laughs> um, it was probably Paul. And after it was Paul's CDs that he had in his car. After no, no, oh, go it, ahead, was, it, it was whatever CDs he had in the Windstar. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, the Windstar. Yes, I forgot about the minivan. I had tried to block it had, my he memory. Had the overhead like DVD. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the little visor thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got Come some on. Rob Zombie here, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another funny thing. Did you notice what they said about Stevie or not Stevie, but uh, Sully's wardrobe in the credits? Yeah, but there, there's there's a lot of lists. There's there's more. Th- it's like Jay Sully. It's like play by play. Sir Jay Sully, visibly upset. <laughs> and then they say Mr. Sully's vocabulary provided by years of watching wrestling on TV. <laughs> That's what I had written down. <laughs> well. Well, is this where where Eddie started thinking that people were actually watching the credits? Because I started I, I started seeing other names and mm-hmm. other you know you know other funny things, but I didn't see anything like this on there. <laughs> but what you guys just said, but is that is that what you think Eddie was doing? Just to like have fun, just to goof. Definitely ribbon. Yeah, I mean it's. But it's some funny shit. Like, <laughs> there's the legend Larry Gillen. Who's Larry Gillen? Why is he a legend? <laughs> Larry Gillum. <laughs> don't don't fuck up Larry Gillum's name. He's Larry Gillum, and he is a legend. Who is he? He's, he's Larry Gillum. Aaron, don't you shit on the good goddamn name of Larry Gillum. I can't I can't <laughs> believe Aaron don't know who Larry Gillum is. Okay. <laughs> well, on this thing it said he's the legend, but he's on vacation in California. That's right. That's why he's a legend. <laughs> he, he can afford the vacation in California. Can you? No, so good for <laughs> him. They, they don't they don't talk bad about Larry Gillum or John Gillum. I'll do three hail marys and a fucking whatever. <laughs> An apology to this <laughs> legend. So this wraps up this edition of the show, and you know what? I guess I talked myself out of what I said earlier about this show being better than previous as we talked through our notes. But I think that, I think the thing that, that excited me the most watching the show probably was the Hanson thing. Like that segment, I really enjoyed that segment and that match. So maybe that's what 
<clears throat> put it over the top for me. I don't know that. And you feel uh, the feeling that you're, you're feeling the change. You know what I mean? You're feeling like we're coming out of the, the afterbirth of Cabrini. <laughs> and, and, and see, that's what I was trying to say about this show is I know I knocked some of the stuff on her or whatever, but it, it clicked along. Well, it didn't drag on. Mm-hmm. It didn't show me a bunch of shit that I already seen. And it seemed more progressive than anything else that they've shown before. Like, like, okay, we got the headhunters. I know they're fat pieces of trash, but at least they're something different. <laughs> you know, um, you get what I'm saying? Like, and, and, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Stan Hansen showed up. And it, it was like the earlier version of like when ECW the lights would go out and somebody would show up and you're like oh shit I didn't know this guy would have been this guy was going to be here like that crowd didn't know Stan Hansen was going to be there and then he just fucking shows up you know it, it was cool shit I enjoyed this show more than I enjoyed anything they did in Cabrini <laughs> of course <laughs> they're starting more, to find a group hot body and Stetson good god um Rock and Rebel was noticeable in his absence in this show, and he's kind of been like the whole feud with Sandman and everything is off. Is he gone now, Chad? Like this was was he still there when you started? No, I I don't think you're going to see Rock and Rebel gone until um the the tapings with uh, me, Benoit, and Sabu. Okay, I think that's ninety four. That, that I'm not saying that they still used his license, mm-hmm. you know. Then, you know, the, the time. But I mean, after her, it was me. It was me, Sabu, me, Benoit, me, Rebel, and then after that, it was the uh, thanks for coming. Okay, he's definitely been scooted down the card at this point, though, in ECW. Because, like I said, I mean, they just they they put they've put. Uh, for Ultra Clash, they put Doug or Sandman in a match with Shane Douglas, so they've essentially just scrapped out this whole that whole um, Rock and Rebel Sandman blinding Peaches angle. I mean, it's just it's completely ignored at this point. But Peaches has the strongest eyes in the world. Apparently, she really recovers fast. Of course, she does. We move so overall, like, she sees the Sandman every day. <laughs> So overall, Chad, what was your uh, what was your overall score of this show? I'm actually going to give it an actual rating today. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know the last few weeks I've gave it um not a rating. Just mm-hmm. I'm not going to rate it. I would say a D, maybe a D minus. It was a step in the right direction because it made me smile when I saw the hunters and. Um, I saw a couple other things. I was like, "Oh my god, that was fun! Mm-hmm. That was cool!" I I remember being there, you know. But yeah, it it was still not a great show. Don't I mean? Don't even try to tell me that was a great show. No, no. And like I said, I I I think that <clears throat> it was one of those things where, like I said, I think that I was more watching the show with rose colored glasses in that I'm. I'm looking at things starting to change and looking at, at you know, it's starting to open up to yeah, be you see it. the product that it's going to be. And I gave the show out of five. I gave it three. You know, it was it was it was better than what I have seen, especially in I mean, the last few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, 
I gave it the average um, math grade I got all through school. I gave it a D plus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think it's fair. I think it's a fair. That's a fair assessment of the show. We're next week. We will be watching the show from August twenty fourth, nineteen ninety three. And just to give you all a preview in the WWE Network preview of the show, Tito Santana challenges the magnificent Morocco for the ECW championship in the main event. Plus Shane Douglas aligns himself with a dangerous group of men, oogie boogie boogie, hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert and the dark Patriot compete against Tommy Cairo and JT Smith in the Shane ECW Douglas tag championship with an angry group of men with, with a dangerous, <laughs> oh, with man, a dangerous man, group man, of men. Even worse. <laughs> 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 I feel like I should know that Shane Douglas is eight. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, everyone. That puts a uh, a uh, pin in the latest edition of Reliving the Extreme. Chad, any parting words for our listeners this week? No, I thought I thought today's show was a um, was a great look into what's uh, up and coming. Mm-hmm. Like as bad as the headhunters are, or were, like they they were something different. Mm-hmm. It's not hot body Stetson, and right. and and you start and you're gonna start to see other people come in, and that's gonna be great. And I can't wait to um talk about all these other shows that we're gonna see in the upcoming weeks. It's gonna be a blast, Aaron. I just think that. This, even though this wasn't the greatest show in the world, it it, it has um, it, it's foreshadowing that at least ECW is attempting to do something different than just being like you know the like prototypical northwestern or northeastern indie, and they're like we're moving into Ultra Clash, and when you get to Ultra Clash, you're gonna see different shit coming in there. And 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 they're like, if you watch the crowd on this show, it's like, oh, oh, the Headhunters are here, Stan Hansen's here. If you watch the crowd, like the crowd was more into this show than they had been to any other fucking show. And I think that's, uh, I, I I think you're seeing your this show showed the early fingerprints of Paul Heyman on it. And I think it's going to advance. Good and point. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. Exactly. Good point, Aaron. I, I agree 100%. I, I, I forgot to even mention how the crowd was um like so involved in the show mm-hmm. and how they were about it. And you're right. They um Now you're starting to see... The beginning of ECW, ECW, you know, what, what it is. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, we want to thank you for joining us once again this week on Reliving the Extreme. We will do it all again next week. Chad, Aaron, thank you for joining me as always. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great week.